This is Johnny Hollywood Case, and you're listening to the We Are Rising podcast. Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined by a very special guest today. With me, I've got Johnny Hollywood Case, who will be fighting Yusuke Yachi at Ryzen 14. Mr. Case, thank you very much for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it too. No problem, no problem. Uh, so we can just uh, t- talk a little bit about, about yourself um, for people who might not be familiar with... Uh, you uh, can you just talk about how you got started in MMA and just the progression of your career as a mixed martial artist. Sure. Yeah. So I, I grew up in uh, in rural Iowa, and uh, not a lot to do in Iowa besides wrestle and farm. <laughs> I wasn't a farmer, so I spent my whole childhood wrestling. Um, by the time I turned eighteen, I had found mixed martial arts and fell in love with it. Started training, started fighting. Uh, just about every weekend, I'd fight. <laughs> um, just so I could get into the bar. I was like 18 at the time and, you know, fights weren't really regulators sanctioned by commission. So I found out if I, uh, if I fought, I could stay at the bar and party. afterwards. <laughs> so that's what I did pretty much all, uh, you know, until I started taking the sport seriously at about 20 years old. Um, then I went 0 and 2 as a professional, uh, then went on a seven, eight fight win streak, lost a couple, then, uh, another 12 fight win streak, uh, later on. But, um, so I, I just, kind of just uh cleaned out the regional circuit in the midwest you know fighting in iowa minnesota wisconsin and um took a fight with the rfa and uh won a won that fight and that got me signed to the ufc at 18 and 4 um i made my ufc debut in tokyo japan and saitama arena and uh went four and two with the ufc before uh before i was released um lost a uh, really close fight and uh, ended up being fight of the night. I lost to uh, Jake Matthews and um, then lost a really close fought decision to Tony Martin. And I was released. So uh, then, then I recently signed with the PFL and was able to fight in that uh, tournament this year. Unfortunately, I, uh, I, I lost the draw in the first round of the tournament to the number one seed, uh, Natan Schulte. And now I'm signed a four fight deal with uh, with uh, Ryzen and getting ready to go whoop some ass on New Year's Eve, man, and just uh, and, and just start the journey there until I get the Ryzen lightweight title. Mm. Uh, so one of the things I I wanted to bring up was uh, you did mention that you went zero and two when you first started out as a MMA fighter, and one of the things I find interesting is how a lot of fighters begin their career, and uh, it's very rare. That a fighter begins with their begins their career zero and two, but and then has a very very successful career afterwards. Can you just talk about how you were able to ju- to continue fighting despite ha- starting off of an zero and two record, and just you know not letting that be uh, set you back as a MMA fighter? Of course, yeah. So uh, then it it goes kind of back to what I was saying about uh, you know fighting just to get into the bars and be in the after party. Obviously, my focus. Um, 
you know, was in the wrong place. I, I loved fighting. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. But I was also a young kid and, uh, and still kind of naive in that way that I think I could, you know, live the college lifestyle and still be a fighter. So um, unfortunately, I, uh, I, I, took, uh, I took two pro fights uh, way before I should have. Um, the first, the first fight was, uh, you know, I think the guy was like three and zero or something like that. And the second guy I fought, uh, Marcus Levesser. I don't know if you've ever heard of that guy. Oh yes. He, uh, he, he was a UFC veteran as well. He was also an undefeated, uh, NCAA division three collegiate wrestler, um, stud. So I was and one. I think he was like 15 and zero at the time. So that was my second pro fight. But after that fight, I realized, I said, okay. Never again am I going to get in this octagon or get into this cage and not be prepared. Um, you know, so in a way, the lifestyle I was living and going 0-2, uh, it really kind of uh, paved the way for me to be the mixed martial arts I am now, you know. Um, like I said, if it wasn't for that, that humbling experience, I, uh, I never would have really taken the sport seriously, and I probably would have fizzled out. Uh, can you just talk about uh, some of the uh, fires that you were looking up to at the, that, that uh, were fighting at the time? Um, so you were fighting around 2007, 2008, starting off. I'm trying to think, was that a lightweight? Um, trying to think of fighters at that time. But may, yeah, can you just talk about uh, who you were looking up, up to at the time? Absolutely. So I've, I'm, oh, I've always been a big fan of the military fighting system and mm. uh, Port Iowa. And, um, you know, all those guys, Spencer Fisher, Matt Hughes, Jer- Jeremy Horn, Tim Sylvia, Jens Pulver, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, Pat Militich, obviously, himself. Um, I've always been a huge, huge fan of, uh, of Militich fighting system. And, and Matt Hughes probably was my, my favorite at the time. Also, Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, um, you know, those uh, as far as the uh, biggest sports, or, you know, biggest stars in the sports at that time. Um, yeah, oh yeah, the Militich, uh, you know, that was really like one of the very first, um, MMA, like, I guess, you know, uh, uh, gym names that came out. Yeah, I think it was that, and then, uh, what was Frank Mir, or Frank, uh, Oh, the Lions Den. The Lions Den, yeah, so it was like the Lions Den and Militich, where I think were about the only American, uh, MMA gyms at the time, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, the Pioneers. Uh, and you did talk about a little bit about uh, about uh, you had your uh, fight at PFL this year, but uh, didn't you? Uh, wasn't it uh, in the uh, quarterfinals of the tournament or the semifinals? I I don't remember. I can't recall off the top of my head. It was the quarterfinals. Okay, yes. And uh, the only reason why uh, why it was why you didn't advance was because the judges had to pick somebody even if the fight went to a draw. Is that correct? Correct. So yeah, the the PFL was. All, I mean, I love uh, I love Ray Seppo. I love all, you know all the guys at, at PFL. I mm. love fighting tournament. Um, I think it's a great organization. But man, to tell you the truth, that that two round. Uh, so if anybody is not familiar with the PFL, it's a tournament. We fight two times in one night. Uh, you, the first fight is a two round fight, um, and if the, if the fight's a two, if it's a tie. Uh, then whoever wins the first round advances into the the second fight of the night, um, the, the semifinals. So uh, basically, I went out there and you know the guy, he, he was a great fighter. Don't don't get me wrong, uh, but he played the game. You know, he just went out and, and wrestled me down. Uh, I don't even think he threw a punch or even really hit me. Didn't really go for like any submissions. He wasn't really fighting. You know, it was kind of like uh, when a cop subdues a, a, a you know like a bad guy like mm-hmm. stop resisting stop resisting you know just trying to hold me down and uh and not let me get back to my feet um and then the second round he knew he had won the first round so he just didn't engage the whole time and 
And, um, you know, it's kind of hard to knock somebody out when they're just running the whole time. So, uh, you know, that format didn't really play into my style, but uh, it was a great learning experience. And, um, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it's not like it was a loss, you know, it was still a draw. I won the second round, he won the first. And uh, that's just the way the criteria of the, of the tournament happened. So, mm-hmm. are you, do you, do you have any, um, Anything you can say about about working with PFL going in the uh, going forward? Is there uh, do you have anything in a contract that allows you to fight for them uh, the next season? Is there anything that you could comment about that? No. Uh, so I signed four fights with Ryzen. I'm I'm super pumped. I'm super happy to be with them fighting back in Japan and uh, just the new rule set. And um, you know my goal is to be Ryzen champion. That being said, uh, you know Ray Sapo really gave me gave me a. a, a you know, a big, uh, a big opportunity. He really kind of threw me a life preserver when, uh, you know, I couldn't get fights. Um, if I did get fights, it was, you know, basically for no money and I was losing money by the time I'd go to my camp and pay my, my, uh, coaches. And, um, you know, so he really gave me a lifeline and, and I'm so thankful and appreciative for that. And I would love to, uh, to fight in the next tournament, but we'll just kind of see how my contract lines up with Ryzen mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not I win that lightweight title. So, and just, yeah, I absolutely said, like, I would, I would love to fight for the PFL going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, just briefly, I want to talk a little bit about, about uh, your UFC release. Uh, it was after the two fight loss, and usually that's very rare for a fighter to get cut after two fights, unless they fight, you know, very horribly. In the in their matches, but were you at all surprised when when the UFC um, uh, cut you uh, from their roster? Yeah, I'm very surprised actually, and, and it wasn't just the fact that I was cut, but it was the way that I was kind of uh, strung along. I feel like um, you know I, I got into the UFC and uh, won my UFC debut. I got a performance of the night, and then I went on four straight victories. Um, with, and then, uh, and like I said, I, I was uh, in a fight of the night. I lost though to uh, Jake Matthews, um, who has since bumped up uh, to 170, and, and you know, and, and was on like a two fight win streak. Before um, he just fought Tony Martin, who was my other loss at 155, which was uh, you know a really close decision. Me and him just really freaking beat the shit out of each other. And uh, they also he moved up to 170. And, um, you know, Tony Martin just beat Jake Matthews, but I thought there were two, two really highly competitive fights and two great performances. I just, you know, at the end of the day, like there's a winner and there's a loser. And, uh, I thought for sure I was really going to get that third chance to, you know, to prove myself that I belong in the company and, um, uh, they just weren't interested. So mm-hmm. that's how it goes. <laughs> well, and, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, going to ri- uh, into Ryzen how did Ryzen come into, uh, into your life? Uh, what 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 the offer for a fight? So I, I got a, uh, I signed with a new management company, and uh, so it would have been back in like uh, before the PFL uh, option was even on the table. I had I had another I had offered a fight for Bellator. They ended up going with another guy, and I was actually supposed to fight Yusuke Yachi. Um, his last fight before they brought that uh, that kid for Vanderlei's gym in, mm-hmm. um, and that's they chose that guy over me. So they had risen, you know, the matchmakers, they'd already heard my name. And um, then we fast forward to about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And uh, one of my friends, uh, Anthony Burchek, his wife, uh, Mercedes, uh, hits me up and says, hey, you know, we need a fight for New Year's Eve. Are you, you healthy? Are you ready? And uh, so I said, yeah, I hit up my manager. My manager hit up uh, the matchmaker and boom, 
sign. The rest is history. <laughs> I will always uh, be thankful for Anthony Burchick as he was our very first interview when this podcast first started. And we, we only had about two episodes. And when I asked him if he would like to do an interview, he, he was absolutely game to do it. So Anthony Burchick, uh, mad respect to the dude. He's a great guy. And mad respect indeed. Yes, absolutely. Good dude. Uh, so now, uh, are you at all familiar with your opponent, uh, Yusuke Yashi? Um, yeah, I mean, I've studied him, you know, I've watched film on him and stuff, uh, but yeah, other than that, no, man, I don't know, like, uh, I don't really know much about the dude personally. Oh, uh, well, what do you think of him as a fighter? Um, he's a great fighter, uh, he's, you know, he's got, he's, he's dangerous in some spots, um, but I, 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 you know, I fought guys like him before, you know, I think he's, uh, he's just not too, he's not very well-rounded in my opinion, um. He's got a lot of holes in his game. What he does, he does very well, but um, his skill set just isn't uh, quite up to par with, with mine. Is there anything uh, that uh, that you can uh, point out that you think that he has holes in? Uh, is it his uh, stand-up? Is it um, on the ground? Is there anything that you can uh, point out specifically? Uh, yeah, for, for everything. You know, his stand-up. I think he's a he's a right-handed fighter. He fights southpaw, so obviously his, his best strikes are his uh, his right his lead right hook and, and switching out, throwing that like throwing his jab kind of like crack. Uh, also, he likes to come forward with pressure and work the clinch into the knees. Um, his wrestling didn't look really like existing at all uh, in the fights that I'd seen. You know, didn't sprawl, kind of got with Gomi. Gomi just kind of pushed him on the ropes and fell over. Yeah, he's got big punches, big powers. He's very athletic, very tenacious, very eager to win. Um, you know, he fights a little bit off his back, but again, with these new rule sets, if you're on your back and you're throwing up submissions, that's it. That lights out. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to kick him in the face. I'm going to slide into side control and start leaning him in the head. You know, if you don't want to fight, it'll be a very short night if he decides he wants to lay on his back and go for submissions. Um, like I've seen in some of his fights before, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just looking forward to a great fight, a great performance. I hope he comes out and brings his A game because, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And the better he's going to be that night, the better show we can put on for the fans. Um, actually, that, speaking of uh, training, uh, we do have a question from uh, C2 at King Cillo, C-I-L-L-O 24 on Twitter. And he asked, are you training in soccer kicks and grounded knees for this fight? Every, ever since I heard about it, that's all I've been doing. My training partners, like their lights have been, you know, it's like a light bulb's gone off in their head, you know, like just the way we fight or just the way I've been sparring and training now. And I think it's just made me so much more dangerous, man, honestly. Like I, I truly feel like in learning this new rule set and hearing my style of this rule set, it feels like uh, like like it's all brand new to me again. You know, I'm passionate about this. Like I can't wait to get up and go to the gym and, and practice and, and just work my positions and yeah man i mean this is a it, it's a brutal way to fight but it's it's so much more efficient in my opinion you know and, and other than that is your training uh any different or the same or is there anything that you're adding anything you could talk about that as well um not i mean everything's the same the only difference is now i can i mean if they want to be lazy on the ground i'm stomping kicking me in the head uh the front headlock position which, uh, I mean, you know, in MMA, UFC especially, you know, how often do you see that? You see that like five times a fight probably. People ended up in that front-headlock position. Well, now in Ryzen, I mean, that's a fight-ending position. You know, you get hit in the, in the face with a knee when you're on the ground. 
that should be the end of the fight, you know? Same if you're laying on your back and I get to my feet and I'm scrambling to stepping around and kicking at your head, you know? You, that should be one kick to the head. That's about it. So, um, like I said, efficiency, you know, uh, the name of the game is to, to shut off the machine, you know? whether you knock them unconscious or choke them unconscious. And uh, this way is a very efficient way to do that. Mm. Uh, so uh, after this fight, you defeat uh, Yusuke Yachi. Who would you like to fight next in Ryzen? Oh, man, I, I don't know. I'd like to uh, get in that Grand Prix and then, you know, who's ever in there, they all, you know, they line them up at that point, you know. Because uh, there's also I'm some... Not... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm not really, I'm not too sure as far as who's in the division other than... Um, Darren Crookshank, I know he's. I know him from the UFC. He's very, uh, very tenacious fighter. I actually met him, or, or not necessarily met him, but um, kind of was introduced to him uh, back in the Ultimate Fighter season fifteen tryouts. We both tried out for that season. He made it. I ended up uh, being an alternate for that season. I wasn't on that season, but um, almost made that season. So I like you know met everybody that was doing the doing the season, doing the tryouts, and, uh, you know, I've been a fan of his since then. You know, he's a, I think he's a great fighter. I think it'd be an honor to fight that guy. Um, uh, so I think him, and also Damian Brown, I just saw. Yeah. That's who Darren, Darren is fighting. Damian was an Australian uh, fighter for the UFC as well. I thought we were actually going to be up at one point, and that never happened. So uh, definitely that, that, that would be a great fight as well. Um, I, I would really look forward to either of those. Uh, also on the division is Diego Brandau. Diego Brando, he's a. I thought he was a 35er. He was a smaller guy, right? Oh uh, yeah, he was a 145er. But in Ryzen, yeah, his his only two fights have been at 155. He uh, he knocked out Satoru Kitaoka, uh, and he got knocked out by uh, Darren Cruikshank uh, a few months ago. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, that guy, you know, he can get it too. I, I I don't really know much about him. I know the name. Um, I know the name just from he was in the UFC, I believe, right? Yes, I mean, yeah. Conor McGregor or something yep. like that. Okay. Yeah, so I know the name. I, I know the highlight of him getting knocked out, but as far as, like, studying his fights, I have not because, you know, he, he was never in my division. I never really worried about the guy. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that, and anybody. The big, the bigger the name, the better, in my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to get out there and, and beat up a bunch of wimps. I want to fight the biggest, toughest guys, and I want to kick their ass, you know. Mm-hmm. I, want, I, want that, I want that title. And, uh you know, I, I just I just want whoever they got. Mm. I also, um, I, I I've uh, from the fighters I've talked to, the uh, the American fighters, or I just, I just say the the non Japanese fighters I talked to, uh, none of them have been to Japan. Um, it's their first time in Japan. Yet this is your your you'll be returning to the Saitama Arena for this fight. How does it feel to be returning back to Japan and at the Saitama Arena at the same time? Amazing, man! Amazing, amazing. I remember. Uh... So I, I made my UFC debut in Saitama Arena in Japan, and um, that was the absolute worst uh, fight camp for the that I've ever had in my career. Um, it was just one thing after another. I got sick. I got my teeth knocked out. I, uh, you, you know, I, bunch, I like broke my hand. Like just so much shit was going on. I think I only sparred like two or three times that camp, and uh, but still, I had this I had this overwhelming feeling of confidence and. And just like pride, you know what I mean? Like I know, like this was like a dream come true. You know, I dreamed my whole career about going to Japan and fighting, like in pride. You know, and uh, it finally came true. And that feeling is back again. You know, now like with this new rule set, and I'm healthy. This camp's awesome. I'm the best. I'm the best I've ever been technically. You know, uh, mentally, 
I'm in a great place. You know, I'm real happy. I'm in love. And uh, I'm just a brand new fighter, man. And, and I'm just carrying so much confidence and so much excitement to just, just go fight back there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, actually, we have a, 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 a another question from C2 at KingCO24 on Twitter. Um, being that um, it is Japanese mixed martial arts, do you have any plans for a theatrical walkout? I've been thinking about it, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of, that's not really my thing. That's not really my style. But I know uh, Japanese fans, they really dig that stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of considering doing something. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a business guy. You know, at the end of the day, when I when I got out there to fight, I'm having fun. But uh, I'm focused and I'm dialed in. So I'm definitely going to try to do something kind of cool. Maybe uh, a cool, clever song or something. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna go over the top and 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 lose track of my focus. No, uh, Darren Crookshank, his thing is that he comes out to Hulk Hogan's Real American. Yeah, man, damn it! I didn't know he came out to that song. I was actually thinking about coming out to that song. Oh, so yes, yeah, he's uh, he's ever uh, as far as I recall, ever since he debuted Rising, he's always come out to uh, yeah, to the Real American um song, yeah. Hey, maybe uh, you two can have a fight over the over the rights of who gets to come out to that song in the future. There you go. That's a good idea. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, actually, and speaking of Pride, uh, do you have any uh, favorite fights from Pride? Uh, being that Ryzen is the uh, second iteration of the promotion, anything that you can recall? Man, my favorite fight was uh, I think it's Don Fry, and I forget the Japanese fighter um, Takayama. Yes, exactly. So that was actually the first time I even saw Pride. I was uh, I was wrestling. I was a re- I wrestled when I was a kid. I wrestled AAU. I was like seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that. And we were at the uh, state ter- state wrestling tournament. And I remember uh, we were in the hotel um, getting ready to go getting ready to go wrestle that day. And I remember seeing that fight. And I remember thinking, like, what is this fighting? It's like kickboxing, but they're wrestling on the ground, like going for chokes and stuff. Like, what is this? And I just remember thinking, like, and I remember seeing that guy's face after that fight, and he was just looked like a pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and yeah, I'd have to say that's that's still probably my favorite. Uh, that's that's still probably my favorite pride fight, I would say. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Johnny, I want I want to give you also an opportunity in case if Yusuke Yachi ever listens to this audio. Uh, say whatever you want. This is your opportunity to cut a promo on him. Say whatever you want about him. Wish him a Merry Christmas. You can say you want to beat the shit out of him. Whatever you want to say. The floor is yours. Hell yeah, man. Good luck in your preparation. Train hard. Because uh, I want I want honor and glory. I want the best Yusuke Yachi uh, that there's ever been. So there'll be no excuses when I uh, get my hand raised. Great. And uh, also I want to give you opportunity to... Plug uh, your social media, your team, sponsors, and, and anybody else who you want to give a shout-out to. Yeah, you guys, uh, follow me at Hollywood Case on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Johnny Hollywood Case on Facebook. Um, yeah, thanks to, thanks to all my fans, all my friends, my team at the MMA Lab, and, and here in Las Vegas at Extreme Couture. Um, and my my girlfriend for you know being there for me all always. And, uh, yeah, thanks... Uh, Thanks for all the doubters, too, because, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, it uh, would make winning so sweet. <laughs> uh, Johnny Hollywood Case. Actually, sorry, that's my last question. I totally forgot to ask it. How did you get the nickname Hollywood? Oh, man, so I started, like, uh, I had my first two um, 
amateur fights when I was like 18 years old. And back then, I used to have like real long, uh, like shoulder length blonde hair. I kind of looked like a California surfer did. And uh, my first two fights, my first two amateur fights, were like, the first one was like a 30 second knockout. And uh, the second one was the kid ran at me and I hip tossed him, mounted him, and just elbowed him into a bloody mess. And uh, people were like, man, you got highlight reels. Highlight reel fight. And uh, my third my third amateur fight, I, was, I came into the fighters meeting and uh, the promoter at the time was, oh, look out, here comes Hollywood. And I stuck. Roll him. Well, uh, yeah, we got uh, Johnny Hollywood Case fighting Yusuke Yachi at Ryzen 14 on New Year's Eve. I was about to say that it's on Fight TV. Unfortunately, of all the other previous interviews that I've done, I, I think I said that, but I don't even know where, how it's going to be airing in America as of now. They haven't even announced that yet. So, um, And actually, I'm sorry, one more quick question, and, and this is a, a important question I should have asked before. Uh, f- main event, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Tenshin Asakawa. Thoughts uh, on who wins or any other thoughts on the main event? Man, I love uh, I love that Tension kid, man. I, I've been a fan of his uh, his kickboxing and his MMA fighting. I, I like that kid. I think he's he's got a lot of talent. Boy, um, Mayweather, obviously the best that ever was at, at boxing. You know, one of the best that ever was, anyway, arguably. Um, and uh, you know, since it's, I think it's just an all boxing match, isn't it? It's all boxing. Three minutes, three rounds. If it nobody. I guess gets knocked out. It goes to this. It goes to a, a draw or no contest. Um, it goes on neither of the pro records either. So it's, it won't be if Floyd Mayweather loses. It won't be fifty-one. If it's tension, I don't even know how many boxing fights he's had. So it won't be on. It won't be on any pro records or anything like that. Man, that's pretty cool. It's uh, well, first of all, that brings so much clout and so much exposure to the card too. So I mean, kudos to to Ryzen for making that happen because that just you know it just brings more more value to their show and to the roster and everybody fighting on that card. So that's awesome. I'm super pumped to be a part of it. Um, that being said, I mean they're just fist fighting, man. I think uh, I think I gotta go with Floyd. You know, I don't. I just uh, although uh, you know turn it into a kickboxing match. I got tension all day, but I think if they're just boxing, tension's great with hands. It's got great hands for sure, but uh, Floyd's the best there ever was. So I'm going to go with Floyd on that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Johnny Hollywood Case will be fighting Yusuke Yachi, Ryzen 14, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, Johnny, best of luck in the fight. You got a tough opponent, but I think it sounds like you got a good game plan ahead of you to uh, come out the winner. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, no problem. And thank you again for doing this interview. Um, and uh, yes, best of luck in your fight. And we would love to talk to you again uh, for your next uh, fights that happen. Yeah, let's make it happen for sure. For sure. Great. Thank you very much, Johnny. You have a great day now. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. You are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is Andrew Benjamin, your host, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined today by former UFC fighter, now Ryzen fighter, Justin Scoggins. How are you doing, Justin? How are you doing today? I'm uh, doing good, man. I actually just got to the gym. I'm about to get a little work in before this uh, snowstorm hits that's coming out this way. Oh, where are you? Uh, is this in South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a... I mean, it probably won't be that bad, but down here, it's uh, we don't get a lot of snow, so any snow we get turns into a big thing. 
Well, I'm in New York City. Uh, we just has we just had a uh, six inch snowstorm, and the entire city nearly just clapped upon itself. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh snap! No, I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was about uh two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and yeah, the entire city just came to uh New Jersey, New York City, Manhattan. They all they all came to a standstill. Oh snap! I bet that was wild. Um. But uh, snowstorms are not. We are not here to talk about. We are here to talk about you. Um, fighting in Ryzen, you'll be fighting uh, Yuki Matoya in a catchweight bout. Uh, 130 pounds, is that correct? Uh, at 60 kilograms, I think it's 132. Okay. Um, but before we get into that, uh, could we just uh, talk talk a little bit about yourself? How you got started in MMA and uh, event? Yeah, just talk about the beginnings of your MMA career. Oh, well, I started doing uh, Kempo Karate when I was three years old, and uh, it was it really started out as something to kind of just, like, uh, wrangle me in and get me where I could focus on stuff because I was a little bit of a wild child, and from, from the time I stepped on the mat, it was it's kind of like a duck in water. It's something, you know, luckily I found something that I was I was good at and passionate about and had a knack for at a really early age, so... Uh, it's not that it like it took over my life, but in a really good way. It uh it gave me a lot of direction, so I stuck with it. From the time I was three, uh got my black belt, uh junior black belt, and then I started competing uh kickboxing when I was about eleven, full contact kickboxing, and uh wrestled in high school, junior high school, because I mean I've just always been a student of martial arts and especially when uh mixed martial arts started really blowing up on the scene, I kinda saw that was where if I wanted to have a career as a martial artist, that, that was where it was going to be at. That was where you're actually going to be able to make money and a living at. So that was always kind of the goal. Uh, once, once, once MMA started, you know, really blowing up, that was, that was, that was the goal for sure. I grew up kickboxing. I, I used to be able to want to be a pro kickboxer, but, uh, I definitely feel like mixed martial arts is the, the biggest, you know, it's the best stage in the world to prove that you're the best martial artist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of different places to train. Uh, I've trained in American Top Team, TriStar, Jacksons. I've been influenced by a lot of really good coaches, a lot of really good people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, here I am, 26 years old, been doing martial arts for 23 years, and uh, about to take this trip over to Japan and really test myself. Uh, so uh, you, uh, um, uh, no, you are a, a, a fight at, at 125 and 130 normally, right? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I can, I mean, 135, one, I mean 125 sorry. to 135, yeah. one to 135, 140. Um, well, yeah, can you just talk about that? Well, were you getting in martial arts at a time when, when fighters at that weight were just, it was not as prevalent as, as it is now? Or was it hard booking fights uh, at a weight that you felt comfortable fighting at? Um, I mean, I've only, really, like, as far as, like, I mean, like, having trouble with a weight cut or not feeling comfortable... The only I've only really had like a bad weight cut like one or two times the 125, you know like I feel comfortable fighting at 25 or 35 like the, the cuts aren't really that bad. I mean I, I keep pretty lean all the time and I'm pretty strong for my size. So I mean really competing at either of those is good and I mean that's that's one thing about uh, coming over to Ryzen is I feel like I'll really have a lot of opportunities. It's uh, they'll give me the chances to test myself in different weight classes different styles, you know, go over to kickboxing, maybe do some boxing, like, I'm, I'm ready to prove in any aspect of martial arts, any rule set against any opponent, you know, just how good I am as a martial artist. And uh, you went 7-0 uh, in the uh, regional South Carolina scene, is that correct? 
Stephen Amala? Yeah. And then yep. you got signed to the UFC. Can you just talk a little bit about uh, how that uh, how your how the UFC uh, came into your life? Uh, let's see. I got offered. Uh, I was offered a fight, uh, like a short notice fight, and that ended up falling through. So then I got rescheduled with the UFC to fight uh, Richie Bass in Australia, which was kind of like uh, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure I was getting sent over there to lose. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I, I was undefeated, so I had a, I had a good uh, good name behind me, good record behind me, and they sent me over there thinking hometown boy was gonna dish out some punishment. And I whooped that dude. Uh, I whooped Will Compizano, and then I had a split decision loss against Dustin Ortiz. That was the first fight I ever lost in my life. Um, and then I, I had some submission losses. I, I went through a weird. I I've really been getting my ground game back or not back to where, but like improving it to where it needs to be. Uh, so yeah, I, I've slipped up a little bit there with, with the submissions and stuff, but you know, I'm 26 years old. I've been doing martial arts my whole life and I understand it's all, it's just about growing. The UFC really did help me grow a lot. Like I learned a lot of, a lot of stuff over there. They got a lot of good fighters. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, the big news right now at the UFC is the cutting of the 125 flyweight division, which you were a part of. Um, what do you, uh, can you just talk a little bit about that? Um, what are your thoughts on, on UFC most likely getting rid of this, the 125 division? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it kind of, I mean, they've been talking about it for a while now, but the way it happened kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, especially since I, I got a call to fight at 135 on a short notice fight and I accepted, but, uh, the next call I got back was like, yeah, they're just going to, they're just going to cut you. And they're going to start getting rid of the flyweight division. So, I mean, the way I see it is, like, I, I can't be too mad about it. Like, even though they told me they were going to give me another fight or whatever because I still had a fight left in my contract. I mean, I was coming off three losses. But, uh, I mean, that last loss, to, I don't know if you saw my last fight against Nurmagomedov. Um, oh, it was, it was, it was a, ridiculous. A little bit, uh, I mean, a little that bit. was a win. It was a win. And then I just, I, just uh, I don't understand some stuff. It's like, if you're putting a... If you're putting together the best fighters in the world, supposedly, how do you keep guys that I've destroyed? How do you keep guys that, the like, the UFC matchmakers, they came back to the locker room, they recognized that I won that fight against Nurmagomedov. They keep these guys. They keep him. They keep guys that I beat. And it's just like, it's a, it's a lot of politics. And I, I got to learn to play that side of the game better, for sure. But I'm excited to come over to Ryzen because I feel like over there, like, the, the, they care a lot about martial arts. They care a lot about seeing really good fights. It's not about it's not about Twitter followers, uh, or Instagram uh, likes or whatever. It's it's really about who's who's coming to throw down over there. Yeah, I did see the fight against Nurmagomedov, and it was one of those weird judging things where like well, I don't know where they got that from. Where did they? <laughs> They, they they must have seen something that I didn't, or they must be wearing uh they must be wearing blindfolds and just listening yeah. to what's going on in the cage. Or you know what? Maybe they gave the win to him because he has a very similar name to another fighter on the uh on the yeah. roster. Um, but uh, yes, uh, yeah, can uh, what's uh, so you got released from the you got cut from the UFC. Uh, when did Ryzen come into uh, when did they come to you with an offer for a fight? Um, I mean. It was, dude, they, they're on it, man. About as as soon as my contract was terminated with the UFC, my manager was already in talks with uh, the people over at Ryzen. So uh, it was pretty fast, man. They're definitely on it. 
they're they're not missing a step. And they they also signed Sasaki too, which is a fight I'd like to get back here in the future. Oh yes, um, I'm actually going to ask about that a, a little bit later because I'm I'm <laughs> um, but so yeah, so Ryzen uh, came to you with an offer. Um, okay, is there anything that you can talk about regarding the offer? Did they did they say that? Uh, did they say uh, would you like to fight somebody here, or did they have suggestions for fights for you? Can you just talk a little bit about the uh, negotiations for that as much as you can? Uh, yeah, the I'm from what I understand is the deal is going to be uh, I'm going to get four fights over one year, so I'll be in action a lot in Japan next year. Um, uh, I'm I'm not real. So we're still we work on the money each fight, depending on who the opponent is, and like. Uh, you know, just little little stuff like that. Like, what are the rule sets going to be and stuff? Because of course, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna fight somebody that's uh, if you fight somebody that's world class, you got to get paid world class money. And uh, especially if you, if you like hop over to a different rule set or something, that's uh that's big for me at least. And especially being a uh, you know top flyweight in the world, I competed at bantamweight. Uh, I. I I only I never competed uh, professional kickboxing yet, but uh, I was undefeated as an amateur kickboxer. So I've had that background my whole life. So um, as far as a deal, like I mean, it's it's really open. It's just four fights over one year, and basically I feel really free to just go out there and uh, kind of do you know be free with my art. Mm. Uh, and you will be fighting Yuki Matoya. Um, it, you, it's gonna be at catch weight. Was this um? Was uh, who came to the who who came to the table with the idea of a catch weight, uh, making the fight? Uh, that? I, don't they, I, I don't know. They just came to me, and that, I mean, they said uh, they said one or they said sixty kilos. I mean, I, which is, I'm cool with that. I mean, I can fight anywhere up to one forty five. I'm cool with fighting, so it, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get the good matchups. You know, uh, get get what I'm worth. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, are you familiar at all with uh, Yuki Matoya? Uh, I've, I've been watching some film on him. Uh, he fights a lot. He, he fights really frequently. He's a tough dude. Um, nothing. I mean, he's he's a baller for sure. I mean, he, he'll definitely go in there and he'll throw the heavy shots. He's going to try to get a takedown. But uh, I can't wait to go over there and show these fans some, some really uh, world-class striking and stuff this guy's shots because he, he's going to be reaching all night. And, uh, Hopefully, I can get some soccer kicks in there. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, soccer, we actually did have a question from someone on Twitter. Um, C two at King Seal twenty four asked, uh, "Are you training in soccer kicks right now, or in grounded knees? Um, and if you are, is that something t entirely new to you? Since uh, you know, unified rules never allowed um, the, those uh, those types of uh, fighting techniques." Yeah. So luckily, like growing up doing doing martial arts. Uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up training to compete. I grew up in a very, like, strict martial arts system, like learning self-defense and stuff. And a lot of parts of self-defense is, like, you learn how to strike from any position. You learn how to throw knees on the ground. You learn how to throw these kinds of kicks when, when people are grounded and stuff. And so I've been working on it my whole life. Kimbo Karate really, it's one of the martial arts that encompasses all martial arts, to me, the best. Because I, I got to grow up in Kimbo doing... A lot of striking, but also groundwork, ground strikes. It, it kind of, it kind of is a mixed martial art. Kempo karate is so. It's it's not new to me. Yeah, I've been working a lot of like, uh, like more with my mitt combos and just working on reactions. Like if I drop somebody, go straight to the kick in the head or kick in the body. 
crazy, just and, and a few fun things, you know, like flying stomps and stuff. Just yeah. having fun with it. Like I feel like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be really freeing to be over there with the, the this rule set. Just curious, just curious to know, um, are you uh, has there, are there any? Can you point to a time in one of your UFC fights where you did use Kempo karate against an opponent successfully? I'm just trying to think um, off the top of my head. Um, I'm not too familiar with Kempo karate, but is there anything that you can just? Well, I would say. I would say the main thing of like Kempo karate is like the way I keep my, how I use my Kempo karate the most is how I keep my range okay. from opponents. That's where you see it shine through the most is uh, keeping that range and like delivering like really good clean strikes. Because that's like point sparring gets a bad rap now because it's kind of like they pussified it in a way. It's like really, really light contact. But back in the day, point sparring was one shot, one kill. So uh, it was all about throwing that one technique with perfect technique, perfect power, and, you know, finishing right there. That's what you were practicing with point sparring. Mm -hmm. So that's where I feel like my Kempo definitely shines through the most, at range, mm. long strikes. And uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. going back to your training, is there anything that you're doing differently now that you're, you know, you're fighting, you're fighting a different country, different rule sets, you're also fighting in a ring now, No more, it's not in a cage. Is there anything that you're just doing differently or is your training basically the same for the most part? Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, well, I've, I've gotten back to as when I was fighting the UFC, I was training in an octagon all the time. But uh, now I've been train. I got a ring to train in, so I've been training in the ring all the time. But I grew up in a ring. I grew up kickboxing, so <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm getting used to the wrestling on the ropes. But as far as maneuvering on the ropes and using the ropes, uh, I've done that my whole life. So uh, I'm really excited about going in there because I, I don't see a lot of guys use the ropes like they do in boxing. Or uh, kickboxing, whatever. I mean, I know the wrestling makes it a little hard, but I'm I'm kind of excited to go in there and put my own little twist on it. Maybe rope a dope somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. What? Well, so, uh, is this your first time to Japan? Yeah, this will be my. I landed there before. I fought in Singapore, so we stopped off in Japan. I think on the way back, but I've never actually gotten to, you know, go and be there. Mm. Uh, actually, uh, and uh, King Silo. Tw uh, same uh, same uh, you, Twitter user King Seal twenty four had um, a question about Pride. Uh, do you have any uh, Pride favorite f Pride fights um, that you can um, recall that you that you love? Um, you know the first one that comes to mind is uh, is like Fedor knocking out the really big dude, or did he knock him out or did he armbar him? Uh, are you talking about the tall Korean, uh, Asian guy, uh, Han yeah. Man Choi? That was an armbar. Yeah. I, I believe that was an armbar. Um, arm okay, okay. I just, dude, I just remember watching that because, like, before I really knew who Fedor was, like, of course, people had always talked about him. And, and uh, man, dude, Pride. Now that I think about it, Pride's had so many good fights, dude. Yeah. Like, Rampage and uh, with Kevin Randleman. Um, oh, uh, I mean, there's, Pro there's Rampage, Silva, uh, Rampage, Wanderlei. Um, Rampage Sakuraba, yeah, no, I'm like, um, I'm trying to think, did Ron, I don't know, did Rampage ever fight Randleman? I don't, um. Like he did, I just, I gotta get back up on my pride now, man. No, that's fine, no, that's fine, um, um, and also, he, uh, part two of that question is, do you have any, um, uh, are you planning a special walkout? One of the things that's unique about Ryzen is the walkouts, the songs, do you have anything special planned? Um, Dang. Right now. I have it. I'm glad you said that. Now I can start trying to plan something. I don't know yet. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll put together my own little uh, walkout song or something. Spit some bars mm. to the fans as I walk out. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, how do you see the fight with, uh, Yuki Matoya going? How does, how, how, how do you want the fight to be dictated? Um, uh, in a perfect world, I'd like to come out there. Uh, he's going to be trying to get, from what I've seen, he likes to keep the range. He stays really loose, throws that one big hard shot to try to get tied up. So what I see is, you know, me just staying nice and technical uh, keeping my head on straight and tagging him with shots as he tries to come in. Nice, clean shots, uh, hard shots, and uh, just getting him hurt and, and finishing the fight with my striking. Like, I'm not worried about taking it to the ground. So if I drop this dude, I'll, I'll get on top of him and lay some punishment. But I'm, I really wanted to show my striking skills. I think that's what's going to shine through for me as a, as a martial artist over there is, is my striking. Mm-hmm. So I want to find a striking display and, you know, uh, there's some names over there I would like to I would like to fight with kickboxing coming up over this year. So I want to show everybody that I'm a world class kickboxer and uh, and and boxer and whoever wants it we, we can we can get it set up make some money. Um, oh yeah, that's gonna be my second question. Um, you know, uh, you defeat Yuki Matoya. Uh, who do you want to fight next? You know, <sighs> you, we, I would like, want to fight. I definitely want to fight Sasaki at some point. Because uh, I, I was tearing that dude up, and uh, he, he slipped in that nice rear naked choke. So we had a good little knock at it. But uh, I would like to get that one back, running back. He, he, know, he knows we should run it back, too. He was getting that ass beat. But that was a nice choke. I'm not taking that away from him. But, uh, yeah, I would like to get that fight back. And I would like to uh, – I want to kickbox the best they got over there. I, I want to come over to their rule set, and I want to kickbox the best people that they have in Risen. So uh, also, I want you know I want to win those titles mixed martial arts, but uh, I want to I want to do some stuff that people aren't doing out there that they can't do. You know, like you can be Conor McGregor and go to boxing, but you're not going to beat Floyd. You're doing it just for the payday. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to I'm going to go over to other people's sports, and I'm actually going to win. Oh, uh, what other sport? Uh, so you you would you make a transition to uh, to just uh, you know traditional boxing is what you're saying. Yeah, boxing, kickboxing. I'm 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 ready for any rule set. How about uh? Well, the big thing now is bare knuckle fighting. Apparently, um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give some thought to that one. I I don't know. I'm 26. I gotta keep my hands healthy. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I get a little bit older, a little a little tougher. <laughs> How about uh? Are you familiar with quintet? That's the new grappling league. Yes. Uh. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Uh, would you be interested in just doing only grappling matches? Um, now the thing is that also with that is that they form teams, and but the thing is that you could be like uh, what happened was that you'll be, it's it's not weight class. It's basically okay. We'll let you go first, and then the other team will let their guy, guy go first. So you could be potentially facing Josh Barnett of yeah, all people. Yeah, so that's like the risk. That. I think it's cool. It's like last man standing, right? Yeah, basically last man standing. No, uh, yeah, it's basically like, it's basically like an absolute, uh, the absolute of absolute uh, grappling weight divisions. Um, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll definitely be down for that, man. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they would want me to uh, make sure I have my grappling up a little bit, but I mean, I've been I've been killing the grappling and jujitsu. Like that's that's been a really big focus over the past two years. Um, but also, um, uh, Ryzen has. One of uh, you mentioned uh, kickboxing. Um, uh, the best kickboxer on the Ryzen um, roster, as you probably know, is Tenshin Asakawa. Um, what would you be ever interested in fighting him in a kickboxing match? Man, that would be. 
like all respect to that dude. I, I've watched him and like and what he's doing now, getting that fight with Floyd. I have nothing but respect for him. But uh, we we strike differently over here in America. We've got we we're, we're bred a little differently. Our style's a little different. And uh, straight kickboxing, I don't think he could keep up with me. I don't think he could handle the movement. And uh, I would I would love to test my my striking skills against him. I would I would be honored to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a um also. The uh the top uh uh, fly, uh flyweight um bandway on the division on the MMA side is uh, Kyoichi Horiguchi. Mm-hmm. Any interest in fighting Horiguchi? Oh, dude! I, I remember watching him fight Mighty Mouse, and I always thought that'd be a really fun fight. We both got the karate style. He's a uh, he's a little bit smaller. Like uh, I know he's a little bit shorter than me, but that dude, he's one of the most explosive athletic people uh, that competes today in martial arts. So. That that would be just a that'd be a blur mm-hmm. that that fight for sure. It it would uh, it would show a lot of martial arts in a really fast paced technical way. Mm-hmm. It, that'd be a really good fight. And I, I once I string some wins together over here and do whatever, like I, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. But mainly, it's, it seems like you mainly want to right now. Prop number one is uh, Oka Sasaki. Is you want to get that win back? Sounds like. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I don't look past the guy I'm fighting. So no, number one, and right now until after New Year's is Yuki Matoya, yeah. and then as soon as as soon as I finish that, then it's on right on to the next one. Who's next? Let's get it set up. Um, we also have another question from um, Twitter user Flying Mazagati uh, handles at at Race Car Will. Now this question is about you, but it's about your wife, uh, who's also okay. an MMA fighter. Um, he wants to know if your wife, who fights in the atomweight division, uh, is interested in fighting for Ryzen, which also has a very stacked uh, women's uh, atom weight division. Has she ever mentioned anything about that? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, she. Uh, we're we're getting ready. She's actually training right now. <laughs> we're uh, we're getting ready to turn her pro. She's she's got a few more uh, amateur fights. We're probably gonna do that'll that'll be good. Just to like build her build her up a little bit. But I mean, she's making one hundred five good. She's making the cut really well. She's strong for that division. She's super athletic and. Uh, Dude, yeah, that would be awesome. I would love. I mean, I would love for her to make a pro debut in Ryzen. I think that would be, mm-hmm. you know, both of us on the same card. And my little brother, he's uh, he fights in the flyweight division also. And I mean, dude, that kid is. Everybody messes with me and say he's going to be better than me, but uh, I would love to see him over there. You know, get get a whole Stoggins family on a Ryzen card. Oh, that'd be that'd be that, I think that would be a first having a a wife and brother. Uh, and uh, 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 the first, I don't know what did you ever call it. Um, the um, just, trifecta. Yeah, yeah. The family on an MMA card. I can't recall that ever happening. No, 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 never, man. I mean, we just, I guess we're just we're, we're breeding right over here. <laughs> um, and by the way, also just to let everybody know, she is six and one as an amateur, which is a very that's a very good record to have as an amateur. Um, yes, yeah, her only one loss was at one fifteen. I mean, and so that was actually the fight where we decided we were going to drop to one. Her, she was going to drop to one hundred five, because it's like it was it was a really boring fight. She kind of just got pushed up against the fence the whole time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're like, okay, let's go to a one hundred five where you know you fight people more your size. Mm-hmm. Um, now, also, we we did mention a little bit before uh, Floyd Mayweather Tenshinovskaya is the main event, a three round, three minute exhibition match, whatever that means. Uh, I still don't even know what it means at this point. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on the on that main event. Uh, do you have a, a pick of a winner? Do you have any other thoughts on it? Uh, what do you think about that? 
Well, there's not going to be a decision, right? Um, it, my understanding is that if it goes all three rounds, it's a draw or a no contest. There has okay. to be a finish, and it's not going on the actual pro. It's going. It's not going to affect their pro records. So right. if Mayweather gets well, knocked out, it's, he's not 50-1. and one. Same thing with tension. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, it's straight boxing, dude. Nobody's – no, you're not going to touch Floyd boxing. And then that's – but the thing is, is, like, he, he's going to grow his skills. Now, uh, not – how do you say it? Nasawaka? Nasakawa. Uh, okay. Yeah, he do. he's going to grow his skills and grow as a martial artist so much from this. But uh, you're not going to – you're not going to beat up Floyd in a boxing match. Never. That dude, like, right now, nobody nobody's touching that guy. I mean, may, maybe one of these younger guys who all they do is box – but Tenshin, I mean, that dude is a kickboxer. He's a world-class kickboxer. He would, he would kick Floyd's head off his shoulders. But with just hands, I mean, that guy, he's got the sweet science down. It's going to be hard to hit him. But he's going to grow a lot from it. And uh, it's going to, I mean, it's going to make his paydays better after this for sure. What do you think about all the extra eyes also that are going to be paying attention to it? Um, do you, um, is that something that you, that you would definitely, you, that's something you would definitely enjoy as well, right? All the extra eyes because... By them, the main event getting all that attention hopefully will spill over into the other fights as well. Dude, absolutely, man. Any any fight you put, uh, any card you put Floyd on is going to bring all the eyes there. No matter what people say, they're always all the eyes are going to be right there. So you know, I'm definitely I'm excited that I get to be share a card like this with with a fighter like that, and uh, that uh, you know I'm going to get some of that uh, some of that love from the card as well. Especially if I go out there and put on a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Uh. And uh, yeah, that's basically all the questions I have. I want to give you an opportunity, though, to uh, in case Yuki Matoya ever listens to this uh, audio, to give to say whatever you want to him. Wish him Merry Christmas. Tell him Happy New Year. Say something worse than that. I don't know. This floor is yours. Say whatever you want to uh, say about him or to him. All right, uh, Yuki Matoya. Enjoy your holidays. Um, don't eat too much. Don't get too fat. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in the Rising Ring and doing battle. And uh, it's going to be a good show. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to whoop that ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, is there, um, I also want to give you an opportunity to uh, plug your sponsors, plug your team, plug anything else that you want, uh, your social media as well. Uh, I want to thank uh, my, my coaches, Cody Freeland, Hector Urbina, for helping me get ready for this fight, UFC Gym in Greenville. Uh, they've, they've really been a great host and helping me get ready and, uh, from my training camp here. Uh, yeah, my wife for making delicious food and keeping me from getting too big in the off season. Um, I got a lot of really good people around me. My mom, my dad, my brothers, my sister. It's a, this is a family thing. It's a family dream. We've been chasing our whole lives. Everybody's been involved. So I just want to go out there and, uh, make my family proud, make my country proud. And, uh, I really thank everybody for the support, and uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, no problem, no problem. Um, Justin Scoggins will be facing... Actually, that's actually my other question. Do you have a, 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 an MMA nickname? Because I don't know if I've ever heard them ever say, like, Justin so-and-so Scoggins. So is there some secret nickname that you that you have that we don't know about? Well, I, uh, it used to be Tank. Everybody used to call me Tank. It was Justin Tank Scoggins, but... Uh... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm wanting to start a new chapter, so maybe I'll get a cool nickname in Japan or something. Well, because in Japan, you know, everybody's got to have a nickname. Everybody's, got, everything's got to be a little bit more exaggerated. So, if you, La, La Flama Blanca. La Flama, La Flama Blanca. You ever watch Kenny? Fat, you ever watch Eastbound and Down? Um, I unfortunately have never watched that show. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, he got 
Long story short, he goes to Mexico to play baseball, and they call him La Flama Blanca down there. It means the white flame. Oh, okay. Oh. It's, a, it's, a stu- it's a stupid show, but it's funny. I am familiar with um, the guy who writes it. Um, what's his name? Danny, Danny um, McBride. Danny, Danny McBride, yeah. Um, yeah that sounds like a very Danny McBride joke. That is definitely a very <laughs> Danny McBride joke. But, um, yes, uh, so Justin La Flama Blanca or Tank <laughs> Scoggins. We'll, uh, we'll be fighting Yuki Matoya on Ryzen 14, uh, New Year's Eve. You can get it on Fight TV. Um, it's definitely going to be an exciting fight. I'm looking forward to it. Um, could be fight the night for all we know. But there's, uh, there's a lot of fights that could be potentially uh, getting that award. But regardless, it'll be an exciting fight. And I'm looking forward yep. to it. And uh, again, uh, Justin, I appreciate you doing this interview. Dude, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on. Anytime. Thank you. We'll definitely look to, forward to talking in the future. Absolutely, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Peace. Bye.